Happy holidays! We're back uh, with Monstrology. My name is Will King, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Madrin McCabe. Madrin, it's nice to see you. Thank you. It's and, nice to be seen. And, and well. And hear you, because last Yay! week it was good to see you and not hear you because you were ill. So I'm glad that you are better. And as am I. sound good. Well, thank um, you. This, so, so complimentary. <laughs> this, um, uh, episode, I, I feel like I've almost got um, like celebrity nerves. Like I don't usually get nervous <laughs> before our podcast, but this is like, uh, I'm like starstruck uh, because I'm pretty sure that this monster, uh, I won't spoil who it is right away, but this monster was in the pitch that I made to you about having the podcast. Like it was so intrinsic to my excitement about doing it that I am, um, I'm just really excited <laughs> that it gets to happen in real life. Well, you know what um, they say though, never meet your heroes. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> so but we've lined we've lined this person thing creature up. I mean, I, we're we're gonna I know. be talking to I know. Well, we, it, we, um, we we must be making a bit of a splash in the uh, supernatural world if we if we were able to to get it all the way uh, there through our bookings. I mean, words getting out maybe in the way that uh, some of the monsters don't like, but worry about what we're doing is getting out there. Well, you know, um, we've produced several episodes now. The budget's getting a little higher. We can mm -hmm. send the interns further out, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. overseas, perhaps. Yeah, we. I gave this intern a method of self-defense. So they have um, uh, a standard issue baseball bat. Um, what is a standard issue baseball bat? Like, is like, this a thing that baseball fans know? Because I don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that it's like, it isn't covered with like nails and spikes and it isn't like children's size. It's just like a regular baseball bat. Uh, and we'll see if that helps um, preserve our interns a little bit longer than they did uh, sure. on the last yeah. episode. Um, okay, so everyone knows the story of Santa, right? You know the story of Santa, Madrin? Well, sure. You know, big guy, red outfit, lives in the North Pole, mm -hmm. makes toys with elves, jolly okay. laugh. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of um, Christmas music, as you do, and a song occurred to me, and I was like, is this really Santa's song? Because I feel like maybe it's not. And I'm just going to say it out loud here. Imagine maybe you'll get a sense of what I'm what I'm going at. Um, oh, okay. Now I, gotta, okay. Now, now I have to, like, analyze musicology. Okay. Yep. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. That's what I'm saying. Krampus <laughs> is coming to this week's episode of Monstrology. So we're doing Krampus this week. I'm still buzzing and I'm still excited. 
Um, I feel like I'm you're just, like a kid before Christmas, which I, I, I suppose I is literally true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I might be older, but I I'm still a kid at heart. Young at um, heart, young at heart. Hopefully, right? child childlike, not childish. Yeah, hopefully I'm safe though. I think I've I've outgrown um the danger zone uh, for this particular monster. So for those of you who don't know who Krampus is, uh. He is a pagan devil. Um, it's tied loosely to winter solstice. Um, the the um, name Krampus comes from Krampen, which is uh, claw in Old German. And I am part German. And so I hope my Nana is very proud in the research <laughs> that I've uh, put into this monster. Um, it is at least 800 years old. It's, uh, it could actually be longer uh, Madra, I'm not sure if you found any evidence of like the exact, but I know that it's at least back to before the Inquisition of like 12th century France, uh, because it was banned during that time. Like you weren't allowed to talk about Krampus because religion was this punishable thing uh, by death. And anyone who was caught dressing up as Krampus faced the death penalty because it was perceived as a, a devil figure. Um, 12th century is as far back as I have like evidence of, but it's always possible that it, it went earlier than that. Well, my understanding of these things, as many of our monsters do, is that it had very early pagan roots, mm -hmm. you know, as, as much of what we do uh, does. So, I mean, yes, you, I think you're right. It's entirely possible that some version of Krampus is much older than that, but you're right. I don't have any kind of recording of him being before that i also think it's really it's funny that you bring up how uh celebrating krampus was banned by the christian church at the time uh and you know it was outlawed and you punishable by death and things like that uh because i was reading at some point that because it was popular in like you said in germany and very much also in uh austria because these were such remote communities way up in the mountains that basically no one could navigate unless you were of that village. They really couldn't enforce that ban very mm -hmm. much because it was like, well, we can't possibly send authorities up into these incredibly dangerous, terrifying mountains just to like, <laughs> right. try to arrest people for wearing costumes, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, while we're talking about the German tie-in and historically, apparently it was also banned by the Nazi party because of pagan roots. So if you're ever looking for extra reasons to hate the Nazis, uh, they didn't like Krampus either. So, you know, there you go. I, I love Krampus and, and hate Nazis. And so Just extra reasons to Just love a monster. Extra, extra reason. Um, so Krampus is in theory uh, said to be the son of Hell, aka Hela, aka Kate Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, wearing her awesome cat suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Hela is the god of the underworld in Norse mythology. Um, the legendary beast also uh, shares characteristics with a couple other scary demonic creatures, um, some specific to that region. And I'll talk about it a little bit, I think, in pop culture. Um, but also in Greek mythology, you can see the influence of like satyrs or fawns or I guess there's Roman mythology worked into that too this kind of half goat thing um, yeah pretty much like any uh mytholo mythological animal that has cloven hooves and you know big devilly kind of horns on their heads and things like that a lot of different cultures and 
historical eras have those kinds of creatures all around them. Mm -hmm. So certainly I don't think Krampus is alone. Perhaps he has cousins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there, I think there is some uh, cousins. That would be quite the family get together. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll get invited after today's episode, or maybe not. We'll find out. Um, apparently, this also uh, started in Austria's Alpine region. Specifically, that's where Krampus came from. Um, and, you know, I was uh, kind of kidding earlier, but there's, there's a clear tie-in to Santa and St. Nicholas and the, the origin of St. Nicholas. And the, the easiest way that I can describe this is like, Santa and Krampus are like the good cop, bad cop of Christmas discipline. <laughs> like the good cop comes and they reward you for your good behavior and they, they leave you little oranges and stuff. And Krampus comes and he either gives you a bundle of like sticks or he like lashes you with a stick or a chain or a birch uh, stick or swats you and potentially drags you down to hell. Maybe, not always, but sometimes. Um, I would like to think that that's based off of just like how bad you are, you know, yeah. like you steal a candy bar from the convenience store. Oh, you get switches in your shoes. Yeah. Kill a guy. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. 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 Like no question. You know, <laughs> maybe, also... maybe Krampus has like some gray area. Yeah. There's no juvie in this scenario. There's no mercy <laughs> for children. It's all children. <laughs> right. There's no like, you know, excuses for people under the age of 18 or 16 or whatever. <laughs> you, you're responsible. Um, so just physically too, it's sometimes I think important to consider uh, monster anatomy. And uh, this monster is half goat, half demon. Um, they're a horrific beast. Uh, they, they have horns, dark hair, fangs, uh, and a long tongue, which seems to come up a lot in culture. You see these images of, of a kind of goat devil with this kind of sharp red tongue, almost like a snake. Um, yeah, so people I are wondering many, what they look like. Yeah, I saw many drawings where he was depicted that way with this very long, often forked tongue, which I think goes to a lot of the kind of demonic influence that oftentimes you see. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and just like a de uh, devilish, paganist, you know, Satan-y yeah. stuff. Um, so that's what I've got on kind of the image of the monster and the origin of the monster. There's different, lots of different ways that the monster is celebrated. Um, I'm not sure if you want to add anything else on, on look or we, we could cut getting into how, how we celebrate uh, Krampus other than through podcasting. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, look as far, there are, you know, a couple of different versions of, of the way that he look, right? You know, sometimes it's fur, sometimes it's more like wrinkly, kind of scary looking skin. Sometimes he's black or brown or gray. I've saw pictures where he was more goat-like and other times where he was far more demonic looking. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, there's always a bit of a range, I guess, in, in the interpretation. We'll, we'll see whether that interpretation was accurate or not later on. Um, but uh, yeah, the, it, it, we don't have a like a reverse centaur situation, though. It seems to always be human on top, um, you know, half or like demony thing on top with the horns. Oh, that's true. And yeah. definitely the cloven foot kind of goat like bottom. It seems to always be a human face, which is maybe just that kind of it's. The religious connection to it. it doesn't oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like definitely two eyes, nose, mouth, ears, mm -hmm. just very exaggerated features. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so there's a few different ways to celebrate Krampus. 
uh, and I intend on celebrating all of them in the next year. <laughs> Many of these dates have passed now, uh, but they are important and will be remembered by me uh, for all time. Uh, the first and most important date is Krampusnacht, which means Krampus night, <laughs> which is on December 5th. And that's the night that all the Krampuses come out and, uh, you know, that's when they do their Krampus business with the scaring of the children. And um, sometimes there's a Krampuslauf, which is a Krampus run. <laughs> um, it's often celebrated on Krampusnacht, but not necessarily. And there's still villages in small towns where thousands of people will dress up as Krampus, wearing the masks and like the full-on Krampus cosplay, I guess and terrorize a small town. It basically sounds like The Purge, uh, but like a festive version. Well, um, I think I think everybody is in on the celebration and they're in on whatever that ritual is though. And it's, it's funny that you bring that up about how, uh, yes, I was reading that there are many, many European uh, towns that will celebrate whatever their version of the Krampus is. But in doing my research, I found a story. Uh, I hope I'm getting all the details right. It, this very small town that's in Washington uh, called Leavenworth. Uh, okay. It's a Bavarian themed town. They have had, it's a very small town apparently, but their whole jam is that they're very Christmassy. And so it's quite a tourist attraction this time of year. And they have this uh, light festival that they have. And of course there are always there's music and street vendors and blah, 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 blah. Well, I guess this year they invited a Seattle-based Krampus cosplay group to come okay. to the festival. And so as part of the celebrations on opening weekend of what is a month-long festival, this Krampus group went through the the town is, you know, part of the parade because they were invited by the town council. And I've seen pictures. They're really cool masks. Like when I say cosplayers, these are what you think of where these guys have gone all out with these handcrafted masks, handcrafted horns, fur costumes. These, they're, they're quite a sight to behold. And it seemed like everybody was into it, except that there was one person who was part of the Knights of Columbus. And usually the Knights of Columbus get a spot on the main street where they can sell sausages and things like that as a fundraiser. But because they had expanded the festival this year, there wasn't spot for them because they needed both running water and electricity and they couldn't do that. So they got booted. Somehow one member of this Knights of Columbus turned that irritation into a complete overblown out of like, just absolutely out of this world rant on Facebook and it turned into this whole like pearl clutching think of the children because the Krampus people had been invited mm. and he was like talking about how and of course it turned into uh, him railing against the war on Christmas mm. and as I'm reading this article I was like dude you know Krampus has been around for longer than Santa right like mm. it was just this guy just went totally off about it and what I love about it is that the people in the town council essentially realized just how crazy this guy was and issued one of those like, I'm sorry people were offended right. apologies. <laughs> and the, clearly you can tell that they intend to continue to invite the Krampus cosplayers and that this is just like a, okay, so you are actually sore that you couldn't get your usual booth. And so you're gonna take it out on these cosplayers. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it, it was just so silly. 
Yeah, I guess that that's kind of happening all over the place. One of the things that I found in, in my research of the internet um, was that some people attribute the popularity of Krampus to the commercialization of Christmas. Like mm -hmm. there's been points in history where Krampus has kind of fallen out of style and same with Santa too. And it's been propped up by either governments or Coca-Cola or whatever. But the, they're saying in, in the past 10, 20 years, Krampus has had this big resurgence. And I think it's a lot of people are sick of Christmas and gifts and, and the way that it's being, I don't know, um, in, interpreted into selling more stuff at Walmart or whatever. And Krampus is the anti that, like he's he's the uh, organic historical Grinch. So I think maybe Which, there's something yeah, to that. Yeah, but I, I think you're right though, but I've also read, no, not that anybody is naming any specific town or specific people, but in some of these very old European towns that have been doing Krampus for a very, very, very long time, they're kind of grumbling about its popularity and how it's moved <laughs> over here to North America. And then all of a sudden, you know, gift shops have Krampus dolls and Krampus ornaments and yeah. they're starting to commercialize Krampus. Krampus is a bit of a hipster now, you know, he's pretty cool. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he's going to be kind of too cool for school. I don't know. You know what, if he replaces that elf on a shelf, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. I, if, if we're talking about fictional holiday things, to be aware of, mm -hmm. I would much rather put my money, time, and effort in avoiding the Krampus's wrath than some little like snitchy elf who like puts saran wrap on my toilet every night or whatever it is that that thing does. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about Krampus. I love Krampus, so I would, <laughs> I would logically replace any any other scenario with a Krampus scenario. Like, and I, part of the think the appeal of Krampus is that you're right. We've gone very commercialized in Christmas and we've it's really just become about how much can you buy how much can you consume is everyone as merry as possible and I I love all of those old Christmas stories that have a little element of the supernatural and the scariness about mm -hmm. it it's like the, and, the grim fairy tales yeah I mean there's a reason why these have endured for as long as they have and and if we can inject some more mystery and magic and unknown back into our Christmas celebrations. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Um, one more thing, uh, uh, I'm not gonna say inject, to, uh, to add, to be consumed in this conversation is that um, uh, instead of, you know, with Santa, you put out milk and cookies. With Krampus, the traditional thing that you offer him is schnapps, apparently, that you're supposed to put out schnapps for Krampus. And I think that really ties into the whole uh, kind of party culture. And so, you know, I don't have schnapps, but I'll, I'll be celebrating with Krampus in, in a little while out of respect to Krampus and, and, and his needs. Um, well, oh, oh, right. That was another part of this story out of Seattle is that one of the newer activities was that the council had organized a Krampus pub crawl. Because Ooh. and that's a lot what a lot of these European countries do is that part of the Krampus parade is that people the Krampus frankly, they yeah, the Krampus laugh. <laughs> they get a little frankly, they get a little tipsy and they go parading through the town and everybody kind of has a good I think time, they're beyond right? tipsy. <laughs> okay, I was trying to keep it PG. Some of them get completely blitzed. Yeah, there we but go. The, the, the point is, is that like that was part of like a new element of this festival mm. um, 
in in Washington is that uh, they had organized this Krampus pub crawl and some of the pubs had created signature drinks and things like that. Mm. And of course it turned into, oh, we have all of these horned men running drunk through the town. And it was like, it was one afternoon on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It was probably great. And, sure every, and that was the thing, right? Like it seemed like everybody had a really good time and it was just like five people who were mad. <laughs> Uh, look, uh, there's problems with drunken debauchery, but I don't think dressing up as a monster is the problem there. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to be digging into pop culture of Krampus. Okay, so there is not a ton of Krampus movies, but there is more than I thought. Uh, but I will also say there's not a lot of good Krampus movies. Uh, there's two in particular that I thought were quite good. Uh, imagine I know that you watched a Krampus movie. We shall find out soon whether these movies <laughs> we have both watched uh, or not. So the very first one that I have seen now multiple times, and I think is the definitive Krampus movie is one that came out in 2015. And that's not a giveaway because both of the movies that I have to talk about about Krampus came out in 2015. But this one uh, was directed by Michael Dougherty. It has Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David uh, Koechner, and others. <laughs> and uh, it's the whole Christmas package. It's like a scary comedy. Uh, I would say it's fun for the whole family, but it's definitely way too scary for small children. Um, did, was was that the one you saw? It was not. Ooh, no, okay. Because so, I because I was quite sure that you had either already seen or were about to watch this one. Because mm -hmm. before going into my Krampus research, that was the only Krampus movie that I could even remember, and I've never even seen it. I just remember that it came out because I have an affinity for Adam Scott, mm -hmm. uh, though that is a blind spot. I have not seen that movie. But. Well, it's excellent. Uh, as somebody who usually has to dig through, um, you know, the discount bin of uh, the proverbial <laughs> discount bin <laughs> of, of movies uh, in the internet, I don't always have to watch good movies when <laughs> we're researching monsters. And uh, this is a good movie. Uh, the first time I watched this movie uh, was on Christmas Eve. Um, it's just a random aside. It was a job where we had to work on Christmas Eve and my uh, negotiation I made with myself and the other people who had to work that day at a job that shall not be named is that if we had to go to work and we're going to watch Christmas movies in the background of work. And this was one of those movies and I liked it a lot. And I liked it watching it a second time too. I just think it's, it's legitimately got all of those like classic Christmas movie tropes, like a uh, a family that doesn't get along they do like cool stuff with animation it's got almost like that um not the clue element of who done it but the eclectic characters that are coming together in kind of like a family style at one location i actually think you would like it a lot it's 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 funny and it's a little bit scary and it's like that perfect kind of horror comedy blend um, well i will add it to my list then because this year has very much been for me about really committing to watching what are classics that have not been seen because I mm -hmm. we were talking about this earlier as we were approaching Halloween I realized 
somehow I have this, I had this huge cultural blind spot where I hadn't seen any of those classic horror movies like Exorcist or um, Poltergeist or, you know, any, any of those, those classic horror films. So mm. I've now caught myself up in that way. So I guess my next thing is in the next few weeks, I should be watching these classic Christmas movies. Yeah. Not I, that it's, yeah, not that it's a monster related one. So it's not really part of this podcast, but I was saying the other day, like, huh, oh, I've never actually seen a Christmas story. Mm. And everybody has said that too, went, what? So well, I will add Krampus to that list. You haven't seen a Christmas story, but have you seen a Christmas horror story from 2015? No. <laughs> no. Okay, so that's also not the movie that you saw. Also from the same year, also from 2015, it is a Canadian film. Uh, to anybody who doesn't know who listens to this podcast, we are in Canada. And um, it's uh, also not necessarily fun for the whole family because these are all horror Christmas films. Uh, but it's got William Shatner in it as this kind of radio personality host. And there's three intertwining stories about Christmas and they're all kind of scary horror things, but one of them or like one and a half of them is uh, Krampus. And you've got this like version of Santa whose elves have all turned into like uh, zombies because of Krampus and they've been like murdering all of their own elves. There's um, kind of a ghost story of these teenagers uh, locked in the basement of a school and uh what's the other one a, a family who's dealing with um a changeling it's like this it actually is an interesting anthology format i think it might have even had three directors like it feels different it's kind of an experimental movie i, I mean it's it i don't think it came together perfectly but it was better than i thought it would be and so both the movies i watched uh and researched this were good which is uh great um so the movie that you enjoyed about Krampus wasn't from 2015, was it? What what uh, movie was that, Matrin? <clears throat> well, as far as I can tell, uh, because I only did watch it on YouTube, it was uploaded in 2011. Okay. Uh, it is called A Krampus Carol. Okay. It's a short. It's only two and a half minutes long. I One of the most amazing, shocking parts of this to me was it was written by Anthony Bourdain. Oh, really? It's turned out that he is quite um, a man of many, many talents. Yeah. So it is, and it's done in stop motion animation in kind of that claymation style that mm. we have come to often associate with Christmas. And it tells this basically a very short story of, of the Krampus. And what, I mean, we kind of touched on this when we were talking about the lore of it but for many cultures that celebrate the Krampus he and Saint Nicholas are counterparts to each other they often will go out together and go to a house and if the kids are nice Saint Nicholas gives them gifts and if the kids are naughty Krampus beats them with birch rods or drags them to hell or eats them or whatever version of it is so in this story Santa has just visited a house and he comes out and Krampus is walking down the street and Santa says, oh, there are two naughty children in this house. You better go do what you do, Krampus. And he and Krampus have a little conversation about like, oh yeah, once the night's over, we'll just meet up at the pub, which I thought was just hilarious because it was like they were just co-workers just being around like, okay, I did my assignment, you do yours. And then when we're done, we'll have a couple of pints, right? And so Krampus goes into this house and there are these two kids standing by the tree who are um 
about to open their presents and he said I hear there are two naughty kids here and they have the funniest high-pitched claymation -y voices <laughs> you've ever heard and the kids go oh no it wasn't me oh, the and classic then the Christmas the voice. Yes, classic Christmas voice. And so up until this point, you're like, oh, this is a sweet story. And then the kid goes, oh, no. And uh, then here. Oh, no, Mr. Krampus Claus. <laughs> and he goes, whack. <laughs> and it's and so, like, this Krampus does all three. He beats the kids with the birch bark, licks them and eats part of them. And then in the final scene, you can see him dragging their partially oh, dismembered no. bodies out of the room and presumably down to hell. But so it's, this one it's, does all the things. It's, there's claymation though, right? So it's a bit less gruesome. It's actually still kind of like charming and entertaining. And mm. I absolutely, of course, I my favorite horrors are the ones that have that polarity of, oh, it's so sweet and cute and innocent, mm -hmm. also mixed with these terrible horror elements. So this was totally say, up uh, my alley. I loved it. The, uh, the Krampus, the movie that's called Krampus from 2015, not to be confused with A Christmas Horror Story from 2015, in Krampus, they do a good job of having all of these scary Christmas toys and like minions of Krampus. And so it has kind of like a gremlins feel of they're all, it's like, it's insanity. Like it, it really blows up really fast and they're dealing with it all throughout the house at the same time. And so that kind of manic panic, <laughs> I think suits uh, Krampus as well. Um, there's another movie, I didn't have time to watch it, but I, I think I'm going to this week called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Um, it's from 2010 and it feels like I, I did watch the trailer and it's a combination of Krampus and Santa and the thing like the premise is I don't know if you've seen John Carpenter's the thing but it's this something they discover from underneath the ice and so in this um, I can't remember where it's originated but I think it's like a foreign film I don't think it's in English and it's like they find the Krampus underneath the ice and, and they're like, they, they call it Santa Claus because that's what they think it is, but it's not. It's like a, a monster. And the whole aesthetic of it looks like John Carpenter's The Thing. And I'm like, I, I think I'm in. Like, I think that'll be good. We'll see. I, I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm uh, pushing, pushing my luck here. I've had two good Krampus movies and maybe I'll, I'll strike out on the third, but uh, I think I'm going to try. Um, so those are some good examples of Krampus in the movies. Um, I found a couple of good examples of Krampus in TV. Um, mm -hmm. We can always double back to movies if you've got more, but uh, one of the best ones uh, isn't exactly Krampus. So uh, it's Belsnickel from The Office, which is an episode where Dwight <laughs> decides to be Belsnickel in The Office. And he's just like basically Krampus, but he's not. And I looked it up being like, oh, did they just make up a character that was similar to Krampus so that they could do it? No, they did not. There is a character that also exists called Belsnickel, just like there's also a character named Knecht Ruprecht, which is also a similar thing to Krampus. They're like all these different, I don't know, the European variants of the same devilish monster, like pagan monster. Belsnickel's a little bit more casual. He's not as like drag you to hell, although he does uh, hit you with a twig, I think, a birch stick and he has his that own seems things. to often be a running theme with these kinds of characters is that they'll hit you with a, a switch <laughs> of some kind. Yeah, which, uh, <clears throat> no, not the standard form of child discipline anymore, uh, and for good reason, but well, tell, you know, that, tell, tell know. that to Krampus. 
Sometimes progress um, is good. I guess. Um, in this case, uh, uh, to be clear, in this case, that is good. Not hitting your children with a birch yeah, bark. Just switch. be clear. We, we, the podcasters, do not condone this behavior <laughs> of humans and children. But when it comes to monsters, we basically have to, you know, take off that that uh, you know morality cap, don't we? I mean, we're mere, we are merely investigators and observers. You know I imagine I, I was thinking about this last week that you know um, uh, uh, photographers who, who have to watch animals eat other animals, you know, they get those massive telephoto lenses and they're really far away, but they're not supposed to, you know, stop the animal from eating the other animal. They're simply meant to observe nature as it is meant to be. And as a podcaster, I feel like this is what we do. We cannot judge the cheetah for eating the gazelle. We simply uh, watch its mighty power <laughs> at work. And I feel like- And, and be in awe. And in awe of its power. So, you know, that's all to say, uh, Krampus can do whatever he wants with children. It's not my place <laughs> to decide uh, what's allowed. Um, all right, well, <laughs> back to TV. Um, there's another show called The League um, that I haven't seen a lot of, but I did watch this specific episode and I've seen some of the first season that is about a fantasy league. Um, I'm a part of a hockey fantasy league that I run because I'm awesome. Uh, but this is about a, a football fantasy league. Um, and it's like a kind of a smart um, comedy. Uh, and they have an episode called a Krampus Carol where one of the characters wants there to be a mall Krampus and feels that it's insulting that there's a Santa and not a Krampus. And then they get someone to eventually dress up a, as a Krampus and, and fight with mall Santa. And it's pretty, pretty satisfying. Um, but it's, it's a good episode. There's probably some people who actually watch that show more than I do, but I having watched this one episode, maybe I'll go back and watch the league. It's on Disney plus. <laughs> um, that's what I got for TV. Oh, I have, I have some TV. Go for it. <clears throat> well, there was a, an episode of American Dad that oh, okay. featured the Krampus, which um, you know, is quite interesting because, of course, most television shows when they're doing a Christmas episode want to bring in Santa. And uh, this one actually sticks pretty closely to the Krampus lore, as far as we know, because there were some other TV shows that I know of that kind of just said Krampus and used it as a blanket term for anything scary at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the American Dad episode, Steve, who is the son in the family, is behaving absolutely terribly in the lead up to Christmas. He's a total diva. As he does. I, think I mean, generally Steve <laughs> yeah. does across the board, but so he is like extra diva-y in the mm. lead up to Christmas in this episode. So the Krampus kidnaps him and takes him off to the North Pole. And so the family has to bind together to go up there to rescue him. And that is how they all bond at Christmas time in this episode is by saving Steve from the Krampus. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I just, Krampus brings people together, you know? Yeah, I, uh, you know, he's all about doing good deeds eventually you know what i have a really good deed that's not a television thing but i'm going to get into video games and this is where my intersection between krampus and video games we can always double back if you want the best instance and the only instance of krampus that i need to talk about in video games is that krampus is currently appearing in call of duty and the purpose of krampus in this apparently like festive version of call of duty the special event is that he sneaks up on people who aren't playing the objective. So if you're camping in the corner 
which is super annoying. I haven't played this game in a long time. I used to play it with friends and somebody's just hiding in the corner, picking people off and killing them. Uh, sure. Call of Duty yeah, that's one of the things that I, I detest the most about yeah. MMO shooters. And so yeah. Krampus, Krampus's job is he goes up to the probably naughty children that are playing multiplayer Call of Duty online and he murders them and they respawn somewhere else. And apparently he's really frustrating people because he's quite powerful. Like he's really hard to kill. And so they've got this festive event that they're running and Krampus is serving the ultimate purpose of scaring children into playing the game. And I think that's so good. So does Krampus have like one shot, one kill type power? In I don't know. No, he's just really tanky. Like apparently his, his health is really high. So you have to like really work at killing him um so you just you have to play the game properly and you can't be like a a cheap little jerk like you gotta play call of duty and uh that's what krampus christmas is all about i love that because i love playing video games and i've been playing them for a very long time but i will be the first one to admit despite playing them for over 20 years i'm not actually very good at any of them <laughs> so i can't be that person like if you would, if we're in an not MMO, even Elder Scrolls, imagine not even <clears throat> Elder Scrolls, not in the PvP part, no, oh, not at that, all. I thought that was your world. No, actually, that's part of the reason why I like Elder Scrolls as much as I do is that there is only one particular PvP zone, and mm. I can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I yeah. So I have to say, like, I love playing video games. I love the immersive parts of it. I even like kind of shooting things and people and that sort of thing too. Mm -hmm. But I am not good at the pvp part so if i end up in a pvp area i'm just i'm dying literally every two three seconds and it's just very frustrating and annoying so i am down for the call of duty krampus yeah i just think it's the perfect like i just think it's really smart the way that it was been implemented and uh maybe i'll have to find that game just to to krampus it up for the next couple of weeks um that's all I got for pop culture. Anything you want to jump in uh, on Madrin before I get really excited about meeting Krampus? There, I do recall a Supernatural episode in uh, early years. Uh, okay, you're nodding, but I've no, only talked about nobody Supernatural can, Nobody can once. hear me nodding. <laughs> but I've only talked about Supernatural once in another yeah. episode. It and just, this will be brief. It's, it's funny, I, I researched it and I was like, oh, there's a Supernatural episode. Yeah, Madrin will probably talk about, about it. Yeah. yeah. But what's funny is in, in, of course, I was like, oh yeah, there was a Krampus episode of Supernatural. And I went back to look at it and then I realized, oh no, wait, Krampus wasn't actually the monster of that episode. The guys just for a period of time thought that that was the monster that they were uh... hunting because it was people disappearing at Christmas time. They were being sucked up their chimneys and mm. only very small body parts would be left over. And so they were like, oh, who's, you know, what's... and so this is what I was referring to before is that uh, oftentimes, especially in television, writers will just take a very loose idea of the Krampus and then adapt it for whatever they want. Um, but in this particular episode, it turns out that no, it was not the Krampus. It was actually two pagan gods oh. who used to have people give them ritualistic sacrifices every year back when they were believed in. But since the rise of Christianity, nobody was making sacrifices to them anymore. And they were kind of having to do their best to blend into society and kill people on their and eat them on their own on the down low because they were still trying to blend in to survive. Well, it's interesting, too, that like, I think maybe because 
Krampus is such an old monster and isn't as clearly defined in a contemporary way, like you can still just kind of reinterpret Krampus into whatever you want. Like people do that all the time with Greek myths, right? They just take the parts that they like and they, they rehash it into their own monster and that's great. Um, but I can't wait to find out the real truth about Krampus. I've heard so much and I have so many questions. Uh, some of them uh, may interest you. Some of them might just interest me, but I'm going to ask them. Uh, so let's save lots of time for asking questions for Krampus. It's the ultimate Christmas celebration. Uh, when we get back, we will be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Krampus. Okay, um, uh, so nice to uh, finally meet you, uh, Krampus, uh, Mr. Krampus. Uh, I'm not sure what you would prefer to be. To Just be Krampus is good. Okay, Krampus, Krampus. Um, I had, um, I had uh, the intern, um, uh, Susie, send over some schnapps for you. I'm not sure if you got the schnapps there. Uh, got the schnapps. I, I got to tell you, I uh, had a bad experience in like, you know, the, the 1400s with it. I, I threw up a lot. I, oh, I no. try to go a little easy on the schnapps these days. Oh, you know? no. So people have been giving you schnapps for 600 years and it makes you sick? Yeah, I mean, oh, no. there's a bit of an irony to it. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I make a, a good side hustle uh, selling it, you know. Oh. Put it up on Kijiji, okay. sell it wholesale. What's what's your drink of choice, um, uh, Krampus? I mean, I just go for a good old German lager, you know? Oh, nice, nice. Well, yeah, stand by, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, Krampus, I was a little bit nervous because I'm just so excited to meet you. I'm a, a big fan. So I, I made myself a little drink to take the edge off. Uh, a, a gin and tonic here. I thought it was nice and, and holiday, got that pine going. And, Lovely. Uh, and I gotta say, I'm really happy that you're happy to see me. Most of the time when people see me, they're all like, oh no, and stuff. But uh, right. I, guess I don't get this treatment very much. It, oh, well, you're gonna get the star treatment from me all day. <laughs> you know, you can you can swing by my place anytime. I'm not gonna freak out. Uh, really? Maybe maybe not if I, well, you know, if I have kids over, they might freak out, but maybe I can explain it. Anyway, if it's just me, feel free to drop by anytime. Um, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what your what your dog would think of Krampus. There, Will. Uh, I don't know, Krampus. How are you around dogs? Hey, 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 hey. I I mean, yeah. I I got a job that makes me, you know, somewhat unpopular with some people. But I I'm not like a complete monster. I don't I don't mess with dogs. That's oh, that's so, not my mo. See, there you, you know? go. See, oh, the more I the more I hear about the the. You know intricate details of you, Krampus. The more I like, and I already liked you a lot. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe there's. You know uh, what? Yeah, Will's been talking about you, Krampus, for weeks and weeks and weeks now. I mean, even in in the summer when he was, uh, you know, brainstorming the idea of this podcast with me, he, you, Krampus, was his 
his uh, example, the reason I'll, why he was so excited. I'll be honest. I was just going to imagine saying like, do you think we can get Krampus? Like, I know it's a long shot. He's obviously very busy, especially this time of year, but I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's good for him. Maybe he just wants to see, have a share a different side of himself. So, and you yeah, know I mean, I got say, your just... emails, but uh, I, I couldn't, it, it took me until now to respond. You know, it's, it's a big build up to December 6th, but now I'm, I'm in my easy time of year, you know? So yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. You know what they say? Shoot your shot. Right. Yeah. Yep. Do it. You only miss the the chances you didn't take, yeah, or whatever. I heard Michael Scott said that, you know, so that's definitely something you should do. Wasn't that Gretzky? Yeah, Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Michael Scott—it's all the same thing. It's a quote heroes. from the internet. Yeah, heroes, Hero, heroes, legends. all them all, <laughs> legends. Um, yes, it was originally Gretzky. Um, <laughs> the, okay. Krampus, I, I can't just turn into a bottle of mush. I have to ask you questions. I, I, I listen on another week's magic can attest. I'm really very uh, like a hard nosed journalist here. I, I try to cut right to the, you know, the uncomfortable truths. Um, so, so I'm going to try, I'm going to do my best to, to hold myself together here. Um, this is just a logistical question that I have. Yeah. How do you know that a kid's been naughty? Like, is it like a, like a feel thing like like the vibe that you get from that kid is like ah, this isn't a good kid or no, no. is it like a point system like is there a series of tallies do you have... anyway I, i'd love to know i mean you know the, the, there's there's a lot of, there's like a bidding process between uh saint nick and i uh a you know process. like yeah 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 we both we, we gotta put our research in and you know uh uh we'll just we'll just go through people think that there's a naughty list and there's there's a nice list that uh, the, there's just a list of everyone that we got to go over together and you know saint nick can be like he can be this guy just thinks the best of everyone he's just completely bonkers uh so we gotta have a little debate on every kid like that's why like you know, you think, oh, geez, these guys like Saint Nick does, uh, 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 you know, Christmas and stuff, and and Krampus does Krampus knocks, but, but there's a year's worth of work building up to it that people don't appreciate. Where we got to do a lot of research, and then like Saint Nick and I, we got to hash it out, man. I'm sensing just a little bit of of tension in that relationship, if I. If, if I'm being honest, look, I appreciate you. I'm sure there's lots of people that do, but but you're right. It's a it's a little bit weighted, isn't it, Madrin? That that people, a lot of more people, seem to celebrate Christmas and Santa than Krampus. Not how how did that happen? You you're you've been around for longer. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna ask your age, but yeah, my, my research shows that you're pretty old, especially by human standards. You're much older. As far than as we could see, you have almost always been the counterpart to St. Nicholas. So how he got elevated to this huge pop culture status, but you were just kind of left to these smaller Austrian German mountain villages for yeah, the longest happens? time. How'd that happen? I mean, look, I, I, I don't want to speak ill of St. Nick. I mean, he, he's fine. I mean, we've been working together for hundreds of years. So, you know, there, there, there's ups and downs of relationships, but let's just, let, let me put it this way. Okay. There, you know, if, if you want to make it big, if you, if, if you want to be famous, you got to really want it. That's not, that's not why I'm in it. I'm in it for the kids who deserve to be hit with a stick. You know, that, that's what I'm about. Okay. Um, 
Saint so Nick. you're just really a purist. Yeah, Saint Nick's all about like, oh, hey, I bet we can grow the brand. And he's always talking to me about growing the brand. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Don't we have enough work on our plate? That, I'm not I'm not about the branding and this and that. And he's like, I got to deal with Coca-Cola. And, I was going to say, th- th- yeah. you never made a deal with Pepsi. You know, you, you, was it ever on the table? You know, did Pepsi come over and they're like, look, we know. And you're just like, I can't. Did you decide just to, to keep that life away from you, that that lifestyle, yeah. the rich and famous? I mean, Santa could burn out real hard anytime now. So, oh, yeah. Pepsi came to me. Pepsi came knocking on my door. Snapple came knocking on my door. Uh, lots of beverages came knocking on my door. Uh, uh, what's your one call? There's there's you're from Canada, right? The, it, yeah. There, yeah. There right. was a fizzy drink like like 20 years ago called Clearly Canadian. They really wanted the Krampus, which I thought was weird because like Krampus is not clearly Canadian, right? Like I, I'm not from there, but I can't like I've told you, I gotta, I gotta dig deep and find out these kids deep, dark secrets for my job. It's work, man. I don't have time to be worrying about product placement. I mean, let's be honest about St. Nick's job here, right? He has to find kids who have done good things. Well, Kids and their parents are always blabbing on about how good they are. You know, like parents are like, oh, look at my kid. He just walked today. Isn't that cool? Or or like uh, uh, little Sally got a B plus. And like, you know, no one talks about the stuff that they deserve to get hit with sticks for. So I got to put in a lot more work than Santa does. I got to dig deep. And I, I don't have time to worry about like, which fizzy drink I like best? Like, come sure, on. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, especially with the advent of social media, I can imagine it's made St. Nick's job that much easier. You know, parents get on social media and they brag, oh, my kid got an A or my kid raised all this money for this charity. They're always bragging about the good deeds. Nobody ever goes on Facebook and said, oh, my kid shaved the cat and dumped my keys in the toilet. And nobody's, nobody's ever talking about the Krampus-worthy stuff. Well, I mean, you know, to a certain extent, you're right, but 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 uh, some of the social medias have actually been pretty helpful for me because uh, th- there's this thing that I, I I just love that you might have heard of that they're calling um, um uh, cancel culture or uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah like I'm all about piling on it's like that kid's getting canceled I know what's coming for them on Krampus knocks you know. <laughs> Well, I have to ask, actually, that that reminds me, as we were doing our research, it seems like there are several different levels of punishment that perhaps you dole out that sometimes I read of some accounts where you simply just left sticks in kids shoes instead of gifts. Sometimes you beat the kids with the sticks. Sometimes you ate the kids and sometimes you dragged them to hell. And then sometimes there was some combination of any of those things. So is, is that true? Like, do, do you stick to just one kind of punishment or do you have a sliding scale? What, yeah, yeah. How does that work? Tell, tell us about the punishment, Krampus. I, I'm just like, I can't. Oh, we're so excited. <laughs> I'm flustered. That is a very good question. And like, yeah, you know, I mean, people are like, oh, you're Krampus. All you do is eat kids and drag them to hell. But like, you know. I get that they're kids, right? And like some things aren't worthy of being eaten yet. You gotta, you gotta give them a warning shot. So, uh, listen, uh, uh, diff- 
different of us Christmas folk try different things. I, I don't know what like Belschnickel's doing over there, but like my thing is the first Christmas they're naughty. I want to be fair. I give them a warning. I stick a I stick a stick in their shoe. Uh, now some people think like, oh hey, it'll be like like the big sticks that are sticking out. That's what not what you want to do. You want to you actually want to get like a few good little ones that aren't easily visible and let them walk around on it. And then they're like, oh god, I do. Yeah, I do hate that feeling. Yeah, yeah. And the idea is they got to ask themselves. What have I done to bring this thing in my shoe upon me? You know? Um, and some of them leave it at that and they figure it out. Like, hey, I got to straighten my act together. I don't want more sticks in my shoe. But Krampus, I'm a bit worried that, you know, when I get a, a rock in my shoe, I, I don't, I don't generally. do rocks. Oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe, the, maybe this is all irrelevant then. But when I get a little thing in my shoe, I don't think it's divine intervention. I usually just think that I got some little thing in my shoe. So I'm worried that that warning might be, look, not that I'm advocating for heavier punishment here, but I think maybe that warning might be too soft. I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, Madrin. I don't know, Krampus is the real professional. I just think when I get a little stick, I just think it's a little stick. I like that you think a little light torture is too subtle. Yeah, you gotta go for it, I think. Well, okay. this, this is just the first, I mean, you know, kids celebrate uh, Christmas and, and Krampus knocked for, for years before they're adults and thus out of my purview. And right. they get, you know, put on the criminal justice system and all that. I, I don't really understand that business, but as kids, they're mine. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, I, a fine gentleman like yourself gets sticks in his shoes. So what? The idea is that when the kid's like, you know, three years old and they get their first stick and they've never experienced it before. I mean, the, the first stick can be very traumatic, right? And then the next year, then they're a little older. They got to take a little bit more responsibility for themselves. They're like four, right? Mm-hmm. And they've gotten the stick already. And have they, have they decided to get their act together? Well, let me tell you, some of them haven't. So I got to get down there with a bigger stick, uh, uh, you know, and I got to, hey, we got, we all got jobs. So I, I come in and I say, hey, kid, I hear you've been naughty. I hear you've been talking back to the kindergarten teacher. Do you remember this stick? And I, I, I have, I get them back. I, that's another thing I do the oh. other 364 years. I get the sticks back. Oh, then, like, what? I guess it I takes was like, a lot you of remember time this little right stick. stick? You thought it was nothing? Well, maybe you won't think this one's nothing. Then I get the bigger stick, right? And oh, that and really got that, the message across. That's when that's when you got to hit them with it because a bigger stick in a shoe, it's it's easy to find and you take it out and it's nothing. You got you got to hit with the next size. So, you know, at this point, you'd think a kid would learn, you know. I don't want to have to come back in a few years time, drag them to hell or eat them. I mean, like you really don't want to be eating them until they're a little older because it's not a very satisfying meal when they're still small. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, got to make sure they've got a little more meat on the bones. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, it's kind I of mean, my risk, high reward, I guess, you know, you're putting an awful little while, but you get a, a meatier meal. If, if you just let them kind of percolate yeah. in their, um, you know, yeah, wrongdoing. Exactly. Um, 
Is but there? Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just like I, I, I know you've got a lot of sticks. Uh, you've got stick related things. Yeah. You know, you got dragging to hell. I just wonder. One of my questions was, do you ever have like a really elaborate or like scary bit that you do? You know, in comedy, sometimes there's like little bits. You know, do you have any kind of uh, preparations that you do that's something that's really scary uh, or anything that was like you're just really proud of that that bit that you came together that that scare factor yeah 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 i, I know exactly what you're talking about i know exactly. yeah. you know you're a master craftsman i just i just want to see some of that you know that's that scary stuff uh, i mean you know that i spend a lot of time with saint nick we got to hash out our list right mm-hmm. um and uh <laughs> St. Nick had a, a few too many warm milks and he, he fell asleep and uh, I got my hands on the hat and oh, the jacket. the hat and right? the jacket. Okay. So, uh, and there was this one kid who like, I mean, he was like taking chocolate bars from convenience stores. He was Ooh, stealing. Yeah, was he was uh, he was yelling at his sister a lot, you know, mm. things that cannot be. So I knew that I needed to get this guy good. So I, I put on the Santa hat. The I mean, I, I don't even like it's Saint Nick. He's my buddy. I don't like Santa, but I put on this. Sure, Santa. that's part of the pop culture brand. Exactly. Right? It, it, it's Nicky boy over there, but whatever. So I put on St. Nick's famous hat and jacket and, and you know, I don't, I don't go down the chimneys because it, I mean, that, that's how you get like ash all over your face and stuck everywhere. Sometimes there's it, fire at the bottom too. You know, yeah, yeah, to get out of yeah. fur too. I, a lot of people have modernized, you know, chimneys, it's a you know yeah. a bit archaic. So I, I just go in through the front door normally, but like I was like, I, I gotta commit to the bit, right? I gotta do it. So so I, I came down. I I mean, they say I that Saint Nick sees you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake. I knew this kid was awake. I don't need to be Saint Nick to look through a window and be like, hey, there's an awake kid. But like I came down and made a real loud show of it. And so he was like, oh boy, Santa's here. Santa's here. <laughs> and and uh and when he came down, I was like hunched over the Christmas tree, like pretending like I was putting stuff under there. And and he went, Santa. And I was just, and I just went, ho, 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 nope. And I, I, I took my big stick out of my coat and I just, I just, I just went to town on this kid, man. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That was, that was a good time. That's so it's funny. nice that you find ways to amuse yourself. Krampus, that's so funny. That reminds me. I remember my, my brother used to tell me this story about a, you know, I, I just didn't, I, you know, that I, there was a Santa Claus that came down through the chimney and I thought that was, you know, weird. And he said that he was attacked by a stick, but I was a kid. I didn't believe in Santa. I, are you what, saying that was you, your home? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think that could have been, I, I just, I never put these together. I was always focused on, on you know, the Krampus thing. Right. And he yeah. started telling me, you know, there's this guy with a red hat and I heard red hat and I was like, I don't care. I don't care about this. Right. I don't yeah. care about your Santa Claus story. Okay. Doesn't even sound like a Santa Claus. I thought he was just trying to get attention, but now I realize. No, man. He's, he saw the real you. No, man. I, I'm sneaky that way. They don't oh. always know it's Krampus. If yeah. they know it's Krampus, they'll try to dodge the stick, right? Kids yeah. are wily. 
Yeah, well, I have to, I'm gonna have to talk to my brother and uh, apologize for really ignoring his trauma for the past uh, uh, <laughs> 25 years or so. But, yeah, uh, well. <laughs> you know, it, look, if, if you think he deserved it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, look, but was he a lot nicer to you after? That's the let question. Me, let me, Did let me, he learn let the me, lesson? Let me do the math here. Let me carry the, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, he never, he never stole any more chocolate bars and he never yelled at my sister again. So, yeah, you yep. know, it, it was probably for the best. And, you know, there's no more visiting. So there was the perfect amount of, um, of, of physical punishment, I suppose. And I'm glad that it worked because, like, I, I don't think he would have made a very tasty meal, if I'm frank. No, he's, he's pretty bony. So. Yeah. Um, uh, Krampus, I, I have to ask, I know you said that you and St. Nick put in a lot of effort that it seems to be a year round thing that you have to create your naughty or nice list. Uh, but you did also mention that you have a bit of a side hustle selling this extra schnapps that you get because you, you no longer, that no longer appeals to you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, do you have another job outside of terrorizing children on december 5th or or is that is it like a full-time commitment outside of it that you have to prep for year-round there's no room for anything else i mean there is year-round prep i i i, I want to be perfectly clear on that this is not a one day a year job but you know i i make a little time for me and i got just so much schnapps man i gotta do something with it so you know sometimes i i i do the uh the um Oh, what the heck's it called? The 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 the, uh, the, the trading one, you know. Um, you know the, the the app where you trade oh, things. Uh, Craigslist. No, no, no not like Craigslist. Or um, pals. No, that's not it. Ah, it's, maybe it's gonna it's bother me now. Maybe it's something specific to your region that we don't have. I don't know. There, there's an app where you don't sell. You trade, and so like I'll I'll sometimes I'll trade my my uh, my schnapps for for, for uh, uh, my my you know my German lagers. Um, uh, is it is it buns? Is that it or oh. something? Oh yeah, that's oh, what pals is. It used it used to be called buns, and then it was I don't, and I don't really know why actually uh, it was it was renamed, but now it's called pals with a Z. I mean, we, I just finished the, the Krampus Nox season. So like I haven't paid attention to anything else for, for months, but sure. at any rate, so I'll go on that and I'll make some trades, but, uh, uh, there are some, some fine pubs in Austria here who, oh. who really need a supplier. Uh, so yeah, I get a little bit into that. I mean, you can't just do one thing. It's, not in this economy. So after, I mean, everyone I know has more than one job. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah truly. So after a long uh, Krampus season, you know, you've been preparing. I, I, I mean, I imagine it takes you all year to prepare. But but right after, you know, is there anything that you go and you do in early January? Like, you ever take a great vacation? What What do you do to decompress after a a real kind of night of uh, quality terror? I mean. What do you do? Yeah, you know, um, my big thing is every January, I'm just, I'm feeling done with, with, you know, Eastern Europe in general. So I like to go to, uh, I like to go to Australia 
okay. And uh, I try to wrestle a kangaroo. I mean, I don't recommend cool. it if you're not a demon, but if you are, like, they're a good sparring partner, and it just kind of it loosens you up, you know? Yeah. It loosens you up. Yeah, do you, can you get hurt? I mean, you know, I, I, I think the, the best example I have of it is uh, 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 they've, they've put me into this Call of Duty game and like oh, yeah. my health in it is just off the charts. Oh, and that, 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 that's true. It would take a lot to take me down. No one's come close. But, you know, you know, if, if you get me enough, like it stings, it hurts. And I'm sure if someone really were dedicated, they... I mean, I don't want to advertise it, but I, I think I could be killed. I don't want to be, but yeah. You know, I have to say, you've been how, avoiding how big's the, the, the listenership to this. I don't want anyone knowing uh, how mortal I am. Uh, tens of millions, approximately. Okay, give well, or take. Well, when when you factor in the human and monster community together, that mm-hmm. that's that that's the general um, mm-hmm. consensus mm-hmm. that I've got. Right. Um, the, the I mean, that's just a theory that I could be killed. Big. It's probably a waste of time trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I certainly won't try. Uh, but I have to say, is, you know, you've been worried about commercialization. I think that was the perfect uh, use of your brand. Uh, I think it's really going to help you uh, find some new targets there. Oh, yeah. Um, That's another side hustle. I got to I gotta put in my hours on Call of Duty all the time to, to, to kill those weasels in the corner, you know? Yeah. So, so Krampus. Yeah. You seem like a very rational demon uh half goat half demon do you ever think about settling down you know is there such a thing as a lady krampus having a couple krampus kids do you have any do you have any offspring do you have any close friends do you ever do you ever wanted to start a family and i mean there are some fine lady krampuses out there um but sometimes i do feel like i'm married to my work but at a certain point you do start to think about the future, right? Like, am I going to terrorize uh, the children of the world for the rest of my life? Or do I just want to settle down and terrorize my own kids? Yeah, I was going to say, you have the you ultimate know? experience, but maybe I then think. having children might change your whole, you know, thing. Like maybe it'll change the way that you deal with children. And that could be, that could be tricky too. I mean, it might, it's a conflict of interest is what it comes down to Mm. you know i don't think i could do both i would have to retire Mm. because you know i wouldn't want anyone to think i'm on the kid's side you know that wouldn't be that wouldn't be fair that's true yeah on the flip side as i said i think i'm a little bit mortal and Sometimes I think I should have a little Krampus to, you know, well, and we train know, to replace me should the day come. We know you love cancel culture. Cancel culture would be all over that. You coming mm-hmm. in, messing with other kids, and you don't do that to your own kids. Then we got to start applying human values on that. I mean, it would <sighs> be a whole thing. You're playing favorites. Don't the internet hates it when you play values. favorites. Yeah. Ah, right? Well... <sighs> This is a, a very important question that I have that's very specifically holiday themed. Mm. And it's uh, it's for everyone. Imagine you can answer this question, uh, Krampus. You know, maybe this is a sore subject for you. But, you know, this time of year, everyone at home is, is gathering around and they're watching Christmas movies. And they think, you know, what movie should I watch? What's, what's their favorite Christmas movie? And so Krampus, 
do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Madrin, I'd love to hear your Christmas movie. You know, it is the season. I mean, I I do love A Christmas Carol, but like, mm. I, I don't like how it ends. I like, I like him like, you know, when he's a little gruffer, a little grumpier, and like that stuff about letting people die to decrease the surplus population that's my jam man oh yeah <laughs> i would think that you would really like the part where he is repeatedly terrorized by different supernatural beings especially mm. that last one at the end the ghost of christmas is yet to come always was very frightening to me as a child every different version mm -hmm. of a christmas carol that i've seen that ghost of christmas is yet to come is very scary and uh, i mean it takes this very formidable man really down most times you see him depicted he's shaking he's crying he's begging for his life he's really he's really in the weeds mm -hmm. i gotta tell you like i don't in my line of work get enough chances to see the old people suffer you know mm. uh it's mostly the kids that i see suffer like that stuff with tiny tim dying i mean that, that that's my usual fare but seeing the old guy suffer i mean it's a nice change of pace let's just put it that way you well, know? i guess it's there's just some logistical issues with trying to scare the elderly if you go into an old folks home and try to scare them you know they might not see you or hear you you know, they might be imagining that you're there and not really experiencing the fact that you're really there. I mean, kids, that everything is, is super intense. You get some good reactions there. So I wonder if you know, old people wouldn't really live up to the hype for you, but hey. Maybe. Yeah, and so, I mean, an ar I, and I understand that an argument can be made that like, I'm taking the easy way out by only torturing and tormenting the most vulnerable. And that, like, you know, I could tough it up and, you know, scare some people who are harder to scare. But, you know, at this point, I'm, I don't even know. I'm at least 800 years old. I stopped counting. I don't know how long ago. And you just, I found my thing, you know, I found my thing. So do you celebrate a lot of eight, 800th uh, birthdays? You know, just kind of, that's a good year to kind of rehash. Sometimes as humans, we do this thing where, you know, you, you'll celebrate your 30th birthday a couple times just to kind of, you know, leave it there. Uh. Well, well, I don't mind getting older. Uh, I think it just makes me all the uh, crustier, which is kind of cool. Um, it, oh, crusty more Krampus. Crusty Krampus has got a good ring to yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, I just can't keep track after this long. Who has, like... I don't know what went when I was born. They didn't have they didn't have birth certificates uh, back then. Even if you know you were human, and they they still don't have them for goat demons. So, mm. I mean, this kind of detailed record record keeping is a fairly modern concept. So mm. I I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. If you ever need help, you know, throwing a birthday party, I mean, I, I, I'm probably around. I, I'd love to, you know, attend, uh, make you a cake or something. You know, we could theme it however you like. We could theme it uh, scaring old people. You know, if that's something you wanted to get into, we could give it a go. So, I mean, there are some old people who could use a good fright, I tell you. Like, mm. I don't know. That's a, that is quite the offer. I might need, need to put some thought into that. Oh, you. 
you have your people contact my people or you could just send me an email uh you know either way yeah. is, is good uh I mean, Krampus, speak, I mean, speaking uh, of uh the people contacting each other's people we always have to ask this uh, during every interview segment uh, will and i like to stay in the comfort of our own homes mm -hmm. when we are interviewing these monsters this is strictly for our own physical bodies uh safety well, we do, of course, send out our interns to help set up the audio equipment. Um, we we have to ask, how is our intern? <laughs> your intern is hilarious, man. Oh. Do you know that your intern showed up at my door with a, a standard issue baseball bat? Like, yeah. <laughs> who do you yeah. think's going to be better at hitting someone with a stick, your intern or me? <laughs> I took that oh, that's baseball bat point. away. And we never I just even went considered to town. That. Oh, so no. much <laughs> But they're, they're okay? Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't drag him to hell or anything. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. You know I, I wasn't hungry. I just. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, just, as a professional courtesy, if you're gonna show up at my door with a stick, I gotta show you what's what. You right. know. Yeah. Imagine. I'm just looking at my my uh, phone here. I know you shouldn't do that during interview. I have a lot of calls uh, from the intern. So so mm. you know maybe they're not doing so great, but but they're they called. Still you know, alive. Must still be alive. So. Great. So I was great. very wow. careful not to damage any organs. Okay. Well, you know what, Krampus, I appreciate that. Quite Skin, skins and organs. So, you know, not that one, but you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes the interns are pretty young. I thought maybe that intern was old enough to avoid your wrath, but I, I guess not. We've got a we've got a vet a little bit. Well, you show up at my door with a standard issue baseball bat. I mean, what am I gonna do? Imagine I feel like I shouldn't have. You know, I don't touch well on that. You know, decisions were made, and uh, I stand by them as uh, adults among monsters. Um, you know, now's a, a time usually that we uh, we pitch the things uh, that we like to uh, discuss or put out in the world, and I've I've got a couple uh, holiday uh, things to pitch. Uh, these are not things that I am specifically involved in, but things that I enjoy. And so the first one is a uh, podcast and uh, it is called, it sees you when you're sleeping. You, you might like this Krampus. Um, it's done by uh, Phil Rickaby, who also does the stage worthy podcast. And it's a small six part uh, serialized uh, Christmas uh, themed horror podcast about elf on the shelf. Uh, so uh, oh, I, I take that thing down I'm, a peg. I'm three episodes in. I don't think the, the, the well, it might be out. Uh, it might be out by the time this episode is released, uh, but we'll find out. Um, and that was really great. There's also a, a recorded uh, Christmas show called Butcher by Nicholas Bion, and that's on uh, CBC Play Me. It's uh, like a recorded theater play that's uh, like a Christmas thriller. And so both things, uh, you know, after you listen to this podcast, and you're like, I need more uh, horror-y, Christmas-y content. Uh, straight to my uh, ears. Uh, that's that's the stuff for you from me. You got anything there, uh, Krampus, that you, you'd like to pitch out to the world? That I mean, I would have liked to have talked about... I told you that my favorite uh, Christmas thing is a Christmas carol. I would have... There, there was a, a great one uh, 
They, they were just doing a reading of it that was going to go on at uh, that, 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 that Campbell House Museum. Oh, but, that place uh, is lovely. Yeah, yes. but uh, mm. I, I think they got a little like, oh, ah, COVID. Imagine, wasn't that, um, that, that great, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jim Armstrong. Jim Armstrong was, yes, I think, Jim. Yeah. 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 He was oh, going to yeah, do yeah. that, but the great unfortunately, friend of mine. times being what they are, yeah, uh, it's... no hitting with a stick solves that. Yeah, no, but, I uh, mean. Yeah, I don't you know that, that Jim Armstrong guy is pretty good. So if, yeah, for all the, uh, the yeah, casting please, directors please, out there, Krampus, look him up. Please, Krampus, and that Jim Armstrong has has children, and so I have to say, you know, maybe start with the little sticks with them. You know, they're going to learn right away. They're 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 going to be a smart. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think this one's uh, quite walking yet. So the the stick and the shoe won't work yet. But uh, oh, okay. um, I might need to to wait a little bit but you know I, my, my understanding is right now uh uh saint nick's got him in the bid i i, I don't think he'll need my services well you know i uh, like you know jim i've been friends with jim for a very long time and if his kid is anything like him i don't think you'll have to pay him very many visits jim is is definitely one of the kindest people and most generous people I know. So I, well, I that's because really think... I beat it into him at a young yeah, age. Trust me. Oh, so he learned the lesson. He learned the Maybe lesson. Maybe it's you, know, you never know. Magic could be a nature versus nurture. You, you know, maybe you never know. You never know. It could be the this the spawn of Satan himself. And so maybe Krampus has a lot of work to do. We'll find out. You know, I, I'm not assuming that, but it's always possible. Uh, do you have anything you want to pitch, Madrid? Oh, sure. I have a couple of things I'd like to pitch. One, I would like to pitch everybody being quite patient, but getting on that provincial website and booking their booster as soon as they can. Oh, yeah. For health, because as the Krampus said, you just can't beat COVID out of you. You have to do it through vaccination. It, it, there's no amount of beating with a stick. Can you confirm, Krampus? You, have you tried? Yeah, you know, uh, that that first year, um, the, the vaccines weren't available to the young kids yet. So I, I tried to see if the stick would do it. It didn't help. But now you can get your kids vaccinated if they're five and older. So that's a far more effective treatment than any that I've got. So, you know. You know, and and, and vaccines are a little bit like a like a little stick. So we I think we can all. Yeah, uh, they're just like a little, you just get poked once. Just like, like a little that. reminder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else yeah. you'd like to pick? Uh, well, I know you said Krampus, a couple things. So. Well, I, yes, I know Krampus. I know you said that you really were not interested in branding yourself or doing any kind of product sponsorship. So, I mean, with your blessing, I've got to just in having this conversation, I've developed a really great idea. I think Krampus would be the perfect spokesperson for a brand of schnapps. Specifically, mm. I think maybe a cinnamon schnapps, you know, like you know, Goldschlager is its own thing and that's fine. You know, their whole deal is that it has gold in it. But I think cinnamon, it's of the season. It feels very Christmassy. I really think that you could reach out to some of these schnapps companies and you could be their spokesperson. And I would totally buy Krampus schnapps. I got to imagine, I don't know if you know, that there is a Krampus schnapps that <gasps> you can buy. And I think it's in uh, Western. I thought it was BC. I think it's south of BC, Western states somewhere. Now, Krampus, they did that without your permission. So you either got some, you know, um, 
They'll get I, the stick. They'll get the stick. <laughs> or, or uh, you know, if you're not feeling like the stick, maybe you're you're out of that. They could owe you some big money. Yeah. You know, hit them where it really hurts in their bank account. You could have quite the vacation this year if you wanted to. Think about the the amount of kangaroos you could get with that schnapps money. That's true. A good kangaroo wrestle costs a lot. Yeah, you have to facilitate it with a guy, and the guy has to not be afraid of a big demon. I mean, that that costs. Plus, money. the trip down to Australia can't be cheap. No, it's not. And you got to I mean, do so many like COVID tests on the way. You can't do commercial flights too. You've got to get a probably private. I was, was going to say, yeah, you probably something tells me you can't just be sitting coach next to you know Barbara from Woodstock. You know. Well, I mean, the one great thing about being me is. Uh, uh, you know, when I take a flight, uh, people make sure that their kids aren't seated next to me. So I don't have to worry about crying babies. There's a perk of the job. Hey. But, but you wouldn't just choose to take your, your trip straight through the earth. Do you have any sort of like uh, hell, hell tunnels? Or is that, you know, it's something that we've just created from the Hollywood movies, you know? No, oh, yeah, there's hell tunnels. But like, have you smelled it down there? Oh no, I I, I mean if you think airplanes that. aren't pleasant, like take a big hike through a hell oh, tunnel to the other thing. side of the globe. That's unpleasant, man. Mm. Right. And then you gotta deal with lots of people and then you gotta hit them with your stick. It's a, probably a whole thing. Yeah, and some people are like, Hey, I'm in this hell tunnel because you brought me here when I was a kid and I didn't really do that much. And like there's a lot of baggage, man. Um uh, just because I'm still curious, imagine do you have a, a favorite uh, holiday movie that you're going to be watching uh, this season? Well, I know we've already spoken at great lengths about A Christmas Carol, but my absolute favorite oh my God. adaptation. If you, if you say what I'm gonna, what I was going to say, then uh, then I'll just be thrilled. <laughs> Go ahead. Is it? Everybody loves it's a Muppet Christmas Carol. One. I just wasn't going to ask one. myself, but it's the best. So we all love uh, Christmas Carol, and I think it's just better with the Muppets. Well, and, and of course, uh, I'm sure this will come as no surprise to anyone. One of my all-time favorite movies is A Nightmare Before Christmas, mm. because it just, it combines all of those things that I love. It is it, those horror elements without it being gory, and it brings those scary supernatural elements back into Christmas, and I just live for it. You know what else is A Nightmare Before Christmas? Krampusnacht, you know. Krampusnacht. Yeah, Krampusnacht. Maybe they, uh, maybe Tim Burton was inspired. You know, uh, maybe yeah. there's no direct comparison there, but you know, the, the he asked if I wanted going. some product placement in that movie, and I again said no, 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 no. Then he had to come up with a whole big other thing, but yeah, yeah. you know, he, he made it work in the end. Um, well, Krampus, it has truly been um, the deepest honor of my life uh, to meet you. Uh, you know, uh, maybe we'll see each other again. Uh, you're always welcome as long as I, you know, I, I sometimes I work with children, so please don't visit when I'm doing that because otherwise it's a whole thing that I've got to explain. But any other time, you're welcome uh, to pop into my life. Um, I just want to say happy holidays to all of our listeners, uh, everybody who's, who's listened. Uh, I know it's kind of a turbulent time right now, but uh, we're hoping that all of you uh, humans and monsters can stay uh, happy and whatever uh, that means to you. And uh, we'll be back next year with a whole bunch of uh, monsters and things. Um, Krampus, is there anything you'd like to say to the people at home just to just to remind them that you're out there? 
you, you can, you know what, please, I, I would love you to finish the show today as my, my highest show of respect. Please to tell the people what they need to know. All right, everyone. Remember this, this holiday season. Pack Band-Aids. Take care, everybody.